Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Wild Ginger Running. Uh, today's a little bit different. We're here with um, Natalie Hawkrig. Very exciting chat. Hi, Natalie. How are you? Hi. Hi, Claire. Um, she is the first woman to complete a winter Frog Graham round. She's also the existing ladies record holder for the summer round. Um, and Natalie and her friend, Claire Reagan, are also the creators and the first people to complete the Frogman round which is the famous Bob Graham round plus four swims. So welcome, Natalie. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat to us. How are you doing today? I'm very well, thank you, Claire. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm doing well. It's a bit of a miserable day and I've got the kids home from half term break, so it's a bit chaotic, but I'm good, thank you. Yeah, we might yeah. see one of them walking around that field yeah. back then, but <laughs> it's, it's all good, it's fine. Um, well, congratulations on the Winter Frog Graham record that you did in December. Um, can't wait to hear all about that, but I'm just aware that I've mentioned a lot of Grahams in mm -hmm. introducing you, and it would just be great to give everybody a little bit of an explanation first, because not everybody is familiar with mm -hmm. the Bob Graham round. So the Frog Graham and the Frogman are all based on this thing called the Bob Graham round. So if we could just start with explaining what that is for people who aren't familiar with this epic challenge, that would be great. Yeah, so the Bob Graham round is a running round only over 42 Wainwright summits, not all Wainwrights are they, 42 summits in the Lake District um, that you must complete within 24 hours. Yeah, yeah. It's, a cha it's a personal challenge that you can do any time of the year um, as long as you do it under 24 hours and you can verify you've been to every summit on the list. Yes. So, so yes, about yeah. 65 miles, am I right there, with about 8,000 meters yeah. of ascent? Yeah, like that. yeah, yes. that's right. And um, Natalie has actually done this in 2016. Congratulations for that as Thank well. Thank you. It's definitely an epic challenge. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and so, therefore, what is the Frog Graham Round then? Yeah, so the Frog Graham Round is um, 18 summits and four swims in the Lake District. Um, in a, a complete round so you run swim run swim run swim until you get back to the moot hall so it's similar to a Bob Graham if you like but it's got the swimming elements and it is considerably shorter um, at just under 40 miles and considerable less ascent but of course it's got the four swims in it as well yeah yeah, yeah, it's about 4,800 metres of ascent um, mm. I saw online. Yeah, mm. 40 miles. and then, But never in these um, the swim runs. They always say the mileage of the runs, but the swim mileage is never mentioned. I don't suppose so you know what the swim um, mileage is. A total is. of two miles. So it's not actually a massive dis distance if you put it all together. But yeah, so around yeah. two miles. Yes. And mm. it's across Bath and Bath and Sway. Ugh, can't say it. Bath yeah. and Thwait, <laughs> Cromac <laughs> Water. <laughs> which might I've water. just I've just realised yeah. by spell check. I've I've written this in my notes um, here, and, yeah. and and I know it's Cromac Water, but it's it's changed it to Crummy Water. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll find out later that, whether that it was counts. Crummy. Yeah, um, uh, Buttermere, <laughs> Buttermere, yeah. and uh, Derwent Water. And there's yeah. also this is very interesting. I thought there's three islands in Derwent Water, which you must cross on foot that that's, that's very correct. interesting yeah, yeah so you must make sure that you hit all the check 
checkpoints, which include the three islands on, on um, Derwent Water, which is Otterbield, Herbert's and Ramshold Islands. Ah, yeah. And then ending in the Moot Hall in Keswick. Uh, in the yeah. Lake, I don't know if we said this is all in the Lake District. Yes. I don't know yeah. if we said that. I can't remember. <laughs> and <laughs> does the Frog Graham have a time limit like the Bob Graham? No, it doesn't. It doesn't have a time limit, so you can do it if you wanted to. As long as you did it as a continuous round, you yeah. could um, backpack and um, bivy over if you wanted and take as long as you wanted on it, which is great because I think that makes it more achievable to yeah, more people. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, now that you've said that I can even take a bivy and sleep like over yeah. the weekend doing it, that seems yeah. much more of an achievable challenge because mm. it being 40 miles with four swims, I've just turned 40. So I was like, oh. Oh. I messaged my friend, she's about to turn 42. And I was like, we could do this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Then we thought it's a bit of a step yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, Natalie did this in July 2019 mm -hmm. um, and you actually got the ladies record, didn't you? Kind of by accident? <laughs> by accident. I had absolutely no idea what the fastest time was. Um, and part of the reason for that is that the Frog Graham clearly sets its ethos on completion mm -hmm. and not on times. So there's there is a marker on the um, role of honour of the fastest times but there is no focus on that and no mention of records, if you like. Yeah. So in actual, so I set off just to do the best um, continuous round for me um, in a, in what felt comfortable and what I was going to be pleased with. And and when I got to the end, I I was completely oblivious to the fact that it was so fast and that it. <laughs> <laughs> you know if you want to talk about fastest times records that it was fastest than the current woman um and actually I calculated it at 14 hours something but when we did the maths it was 13 hours uh 19 right now yeah <laughs> so they were like hang on a minute we think that could be you know so when we double checked it it was a extra bonus if you like to think well I was really pleased with that Plus, I'm now super pleased that it was a really good time. Yeah, yeah that's incredible. Yeah. But you, uh, you've written a really, really good blog about it. If anybody wants to read it, just Google Natalie Hawkrig Frog Graham and it will probably come up with that page. on. It's on the Northern Runners um, Northern uh, Fell Running Club. Yeah, Northern yeah. Fell Runners um, mm. Club page. And there's lots of really fun blogs in there from people who have done races. But Natalie's mm. blog is really good. Um, uh, and yeah, there were some interesting things you, that you said at the end, which I'm going to um, just read um, uh, in a minute. But, mm. <laughs> but first mm -hmm. of all, I think it's really important to say as well that only about 152 people have completed um, the Frog Graham, either mm. in winter or in the summer. Um, are you looking for it to become more popular or are you wanting to keep it quite small? Because there is the issues around biosecurity, isn't there? That I know yeah. you were really um, keen to promote on your blog. Yeah. Um, well, actually, I am on the committee for the Frog Graham, um, so I can speak on behalf of the committee. But I think there's neither neither a feeling of wanting to keep it small or wanting to grow it. It is just it is mm -hmm. and um, it will be found by people who are attracted to it or want to move to it and I think the main focus is around keeping that ethos of that it's about completion and secondly that it that we do make sure that we maintain strong biosecurity in stopping the spread of the um, the weed um, so that you know we we can't no one could ever sort of suggest that it is completers of the frog graham that have contributed to the spread of the weed yeah yeah yes it's really important isn't it that because otherwise the lake district national park authority might say hang on a minute guys let's yeah. not do this so we've, yeah. if anybody watching this or listening to this on the podcast which i'll make later um is thinking oh that would be a great idea then mm. that's got to come first and foremost um yeah and some people on the live chat are really really liking it jeanette hall says that sounds really cool i like the emphasis on the experience of the challenge rather than mm. the time and i must say mm. that does appeal to me as well um mm. and hannah basley says i like the sound of this um tad says hi and andrea says hello ladies so um yeah if you've got a question, <laughs> if you've got a question for natalie live here today then do just yeah. jot it down and I'll, I'll i'll slip it in later on um uh oh um tadeusz wants more to be ex um 
more more about the biosecurity issue mm. to be explained. Um, uh, oh, I think I think we covered it pretty well there. He might just be. Um, I mean, I guess just to explain that um, there's um, two dirty lakes, what we call dirty lakes, that are already contaminated with um, the weed, which is the name I've forgotten of. My brain's gone. Would it be um, crummy water by any chance? <laughs> no, that's one of the clean ones. Oh, okay. So um, Derwent Water and Bassenthwaite are considered dirty, so they already have um the, the weed in them mm -hmm. and so it's very important that you don't spread from those two lakes to the others so um, you if when you're going from Bassenthwaite you must either use a completely fresh wetsuit wetsuit shoes if you swim in anything like that and you must rinse yourself and your hair your goggles your hat everything off with fresh water before getting into Crummock and Buttermere so that you don't have any traces of the weed on your body that you could spread yeah. And so if you only had one wetsuit, for example, and you wanted to use it on every lake, you would have to wash it after Bassenthwaite, use it in Crummock and Buttermere, that's absolutely fine. And then you can use it in Derwent water because you won't be contamin contaminating Derwent water because ah. Buttermere is clean and you're swimming Derwent water after Buttermere. Yeah. But then you should wash yourself down after Derwent water as well so that you go home with a clean wetsuit, clean next time you use it you won't contaminate yeah and it's kind yeah. of st uh, standard practice I always um take my wetsuit off in the shower anyway so or, yeah. well actually I don't yeah. if I the wild swim place I use is quite near so yeah um I drive back like in everything <laughs> in yeah my towel <laughs> um but yeah I just put it all into yeah. the shower with me yeah. so wash it that way so I, I was really careful for example I I swam in my run my first set of running shoes that I didn't use those running shoes for example again yeah. so I had a, a fresh set of running shoes that I put on when I got out of Bassenthwaite so that and and completely fresh set of gear for the next lake um, and rinsed myself off completely afterwards yes yeah. so it's just being aware of that and just making mm. sure that you don't spread it in any way um, yeah yeah I think you've explained that really well there mm. um and so uh I don't know if we should we just mention before because I've got loads of questions about the winter mm. frog going around which is what this is all about mm. um but should we just mention the frogman just because yeah. you also yeah. invented that round as well and we invented that, that round myself yeah. and my friend Claire Regan yeah um so when I did my Bob Graham which is the running round I remember a friend of mine saying oh you know you should think about doing the frog Graham and it sort of sat in my brain and I, and I just imagined that the frog Graham was the full Bob Graham plus yeah. swimming. And I never actually went to look at it to check what it was. Mm -hmm. And then it was a couple of years later, um, I picked up my swimming again. And I thought, I'll have a go at that frog Graham. Mm. And I eventually got to the website and I went, oh, it's only 18 <laughs> summits, only 18 summits yeah. and only 40 miles. And you know and actually that's not as bad as I thought it's not what I thought it was yeah so in my head I just imagined the frog graham was the complete bob graham plus swimming so then so then as I got the frog graham done great but then sort of it kept in my brain as this little you know idea that could I do that has anybody ever done it could you actually do what I kept calling in my head the real frog graham mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> of course it's not um <laughs> And so I mentioned it to Claire, my friend who I do a lot of adventures with, and said, do you think this is possible? Could we grow this? And she really hooked onto it and got invested in it as well. And um, that was where it was born from. And we eventually got it done. But that, that's a long story to tell you about as well. But, <laughs> yeah. And you only so, did that recently as well, didn't you? Two yeah. years ago in August. Yes, yeah. Ago, yeah. In 39 hours and 40 minutes. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So you don't have to do the Bob Graham within the 24 hours, do you? No, no, no you don't. Good. No. <laughs> that's my kind of Bob Graham. <laughs> so the Frogman, again, the emphasis on completion. There is a website about it, the Frogman around um and of course you don't you're not you're you're covering all the summits that are in a bob graham but um you're you're not doing um you're not going to be ratified for having done a bob graham either we can't be saying that we've done a bob graham mm -hmm. it's the frogman round but you are going over every summit of that that's included on a bob graham so it's all wow. very confusing isn't yeah. It? <laughs> yeah yeah i think that frogman should be called the frog graham and yeah 
they should swap the frog player to be the frogman or the frog I guess frog frogman lady frog person iron man in that iron man tends to be your longest distance swim run yes. challenges yes so okay, frog yeah. man came from that idea ah, right. and then the other thing to explain that the four lakes on the frogman are different to the frog graham so yeah, they are um, Bassenthwaite, Buttermere, Wasswater and then and water so you don't go over Crummock or um, water in that one. Yes, but that's right next yeah. to Buttermere, so that's yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Wasswater was quite an undertaking, so that was very interesting. But we could come yeah. on to that, as you say. Yeah. yeah, and it's just incredible. Only three people have completed it so, so far, mm. like you, Claire, and um, is it Paul? Paul Wilson. Wilson, yeah. yes. He's, 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 a he's lot, also in he? the Northern Fells Running Club. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. hasn't he just done a winter unsupported... Bob Graham he has I think. yeah I'm yeah. sure I saw that in the group yeah yeah, yeah he seems mm. uh, yeah he's doing incredible things right now he's very motivated yeah and very yeah. accomplished yes. yeah runner. yeah oh mm. awesome okay well I, I think we've we've um, named all our terms now so uh, back to the winter frog Graham round um mm. which again is not under a certain time time frame um mm -hmm. but weather condition wise do you have to wait for a certain months or a certain yeah. type of weather conditions like in the Bob Graham? So the rules are the same as the Bob Graham in that winter is classified from the beginning of December to the end of February mm -hmm. um, so that you would have to do it in that time frame but you don't have to wait for snow on the ground for example or, or anything ice. like that. <laughs> Breaking yeah. the ice to get in. <laughs> yeah. All right. Or just skating across the lake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, we're not endorsing that just FYI. No, definitely not. not. <laughs> no. Um uh, so so now we know what everything is let's wind mm -hmm. it all back because it would be great to find out more about your sporting history um like um I know this because I read your blog but for everybody who doesn't um when did you get into running and yeah. swimming and have you always combined them together in this way um no I would say I haven't definitely not I got into running well I've always done running ever since I was a young uh, well at university I guess I started running um, and then that progressed onto the fells when I moved to live where I live now, which is on the edge of the northern fells in the Lake District. Wonderful. Um, so that sort of progressed and running up and down my local fells got me into it doing. And then I moved into fell racing. Um, and swimming, I did swim for my university when I was at university and um, was an avid swimmer all through my um, I work, work as a doctor and at the hospital that I used to work in they had this Olympic sized pool so I would go before work and swim and carried on my sort of university swimming if you like so I've always been a swimmer and then moved into running and um, I can't really tell you I think probably the frog Graham was when I combined them yeah. the first time I'm not a triathlete I'm not a duathlete or anything like that I, I classify myself as a fell runner yeah who is a good and competent and strong swimmer but mm -hmm. well, actually that was the first time that I combined the two and yeah. I know I've always enjoyed wild swimming which is very popular now especially yes. among swimming of my age I'm very 50 <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, I've always enjoyed a cold dip all through the seasons um, but yes but so I've so Frog Graham was when it all started, I guess. Yeah, and yeah. I'm, I'm sure in your blog it said that you've had a, an, a calf injury after yes. orienteering, and then you mm. thought, oh, I'll do some swimming whilst it heals. And then yeah. you were like, oh, Frog Graham. Yeah, swimming up and down, going, what can I do with this? How can I make this into a positive experience? And yeah, the Frog Graham sort of like, right, time to do it. Yeah, time <laughs> to do it. Oh, it's not the Bob Graham. Yeah. Oh, but actually that um, makes it easier. And yeah. then I'm sure you mentioned this amazing film um, of Dan Duxbury's attempt at well his successful completion of the mm. program which I have actually linked to in either the podcast mm. show notes or the film description below if anybody wants to have a look at uh, uh, more about what mm. what the frog Graham entails um so you did the summer frog Graham accidentally getting the record and at the end of your really super blog that I'll also link mm. to below if you're all right with that um, yeah 
they, you say, the biggest relief of getting the frog done was that now I could stop obsessing about wind speeds and lake temperatures, but I will miss those lake swims as winter takes its icy grip. My deepest mm. respect to those who have done the round in winter. So there was a little clue there, <laughs> or like all those years ago. Um, yeah. So that was like three years prior, like 2019, wasn't it, in the summer. Um, mm. So how did you get into the winter swimming? Because I mean, I do a lot of outdoor, like wild swimming, and in mm. winter it's a totally different ball game, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Um, well, during lockdown, um, I work as a GP, so it's quite a stressful time, but I was really lucky to live where I live on the fells and close to rivers and tarns and whatever. Um, I think one for everybody, one of the saviours was getting out, wasn't it, when you could um, get out of lockdown and, and immerse yourself in nature and so on. And because my work was so uh, stressful, I became quite obsessive with getting out and I started getting into cold water immersion and I remember right I'm going to set myself a challenge of doing this a hundred days in a row Wow! which started in um, January so that went right through some very very cold wintry Wow! yeah um, so I wouldn't always swim I'm not going to pretend I would swim with my head in front crawl <laughs> some of them were just icy dips mm -hmm. and you learn a new way of like dealing with the cold you yeah. learn to embrace it and you almost go into kind of like a meditative state even before you get in the water wow. you're preparing yourself to get in you can you imagine the sensation of it on your body you imagine yourself breathing you imagine you start thinking how you're going to enjoy that cold, like going up your body as you go in, right up to your neck and face. And you, you challenge yourself not to wince, not to lift your elbows up, you know, put, go in nice yeah, and calm. Yeah. yeah, because there's a part of that that is part of the meditation, part of, of really experiencing everything that you're doing as you get in the water. So the sensation on your skin, the noises around you, the wind on your face, the whole experience. So if you're busy like hyperventilating and ah oh, ah oh, making really like funny noises. <laughs> what like I do when I get in you're actually oh, no, not, doing it all wrong. <laughs> yeah. You're not focusing on it. So I get I became through those a hundred days in a row very um conditioned to getting into cold water if you like. Yeah. And I, I would say that the idea, the seed for the winter um round did grow after I did my frog but then it's it became more serious in my head after I realized I could immerse myself every day through winter I started thinking about it more seriously yeah wow yeah, yeah you just it was just amazing so that was in January and then you presumably swam all through the summer and then yeah. just didn't stop swimming is that how the training looked like well actually interestingly I didn't stop swimming um I went every day to my local pool. There's an outdoor pool here um, at Greystoke. That finishes in the end of September. And then I transferred my swimming to an indoor pool. So I never stopped swimming. Mm. But I did stop. Um, I got fed up of cold water immersion. I have to be honest. I was over it, you know, and I needed to just move on to another challenge. So I did. But um, the idea was still in my head. The seed was still there. And that's why I kept my swimming into my training because I'm still predominantly a fell runner mm. um, and every time I was going up and down the pool I was thinking I just keep this going in case this year I do the winter frog graham yeah. I'll just keep this going in case <laughs> and it probably would surprise you to say that I didn't leading up to it I didn't actually do much late swimming in fact I avoided it because one of the oh. things that I thought was that it would put me off yeah that's really yeah. interesting to know though. yeah, yeah. Mm. and so actually it came down to mind over matter mm -hmm. um and i knew that on the day if i could get across basinthwaite it could be done mm -hmm. and that if i'd got in basinthwaite it that week or the week before and it felt terrible and awful and it was a bad experience it could have um destroyed my resolve to do it yeah so as odd as that sounds, I didn't actually expose myself that much or condition myself that much leading up to it. In fact, the decision to go for it in the end was quite a last minute. Ah. Spare of the, yeah. 
really mm. and so how did you like because the logistics of of doing something like a Bob Graham and then with the extra biosecurity and the swimming yeah. aspect of it and kind of safety yeah. kayakers that must have been quite a logistical challenge or are there people just around you up there in the Lake District that are just like yeah I'm game for that yeah bring it on well yes it's the short yeah, answer they are. to that yeah <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes it's the short answer but um so I would say 10 days to go is when you get a fur idea of what the weather's going to be like isn't it on on all our weather apps yeah. and that's when I thought oh I think I've got an opportunity it doesn't look too bad the wind it doesn't look windy that was my main condition again that it wasn't yeah. going to be windy does that the affect the swimming then a lot because you said you yeah. were checking the wind speed yeah yeah it affects yeah. the swimming because mm. you get um essentially you're getting a wave formation you get a rip going so you've got a lot more effort in the water and it right. just feels more um necky you know you feel more concerned in the in the water because when you're wild swimming you're usually swimming along the edge mm -hmm. with a safety boy but when you're doing the frog rain you're going right across yeah so if you get into trouble with cramp or whatever might happen to you you are you've got you've got to have uh, some way of rescuing yourself and I didn't want to have the added effect of wind on me and rip and um waves if you like yeah. so I wanted it to be calm it's hard enough so, already so why make it harder yeah. for yourself yeah exactly yeah. yeah but 10 days to go is when yeah. the seed really grew into reality so it went from sort of 10 percent into 80 percent and then you've got to get your crew together because I was absolutely um, adamant for safety reasons that I would have kayakers on the water with me it's a winter round I wasn't going to be stupid yeah. um, for safety and just for confidence more, more than anything and once I knew that I had people on the lakes then it became a hundred percent I will go yeah um, and then the first my thing my husband heard about it was when a tracker arrived at the house <laughs> oh I think he saw he saw an invoice come through for a tracker and it was like <laughs> going on I love it oh, I've got this thing I've got to tell you um, oh, that's brilliant this is how I operate with my husband as well yeah. I'm going wild camping darling what where <laughs> eat sure it's February yeah. so that's how he heard about it it was like oh god okay here we go again and then there's a certain level of trying to protect my family from the chaos that then ensues because you've got so much preparation I had I begged and borrowed all sorts of different wetsuits, balaclavas, hats, gloves, double layer neoprene from anybody that I knew was into wild water swimming. And my kitchen was like some major Himalayan expedition. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, and I did it all when my husband was out of the house because I just didn't want to see his face or him roll his eyes when he came in, you know. Is he not right into running and swimming or anything then? <laughs> he's he's into running but not into such mad exploits as that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and did you do a zero cost round as well? Because I'm sure I saw you mention on the summer one mm -hmm. that you wanted to make it zero cost. So you gave yourself the challenge that you wouldn't buy anything new for it, yeah, which is very eco-friendly right. and really cool. Yeah, that's right. So I didn't want anything like posh or expensive or brand new wetsuit thing. And the same for my winter round was the same principle. Yeah. So for the summer one, I did just swim in a tunic, but it was homemade. So I had one of my children's wetsuits shorties and I cut the legs and arms off. And oh, I, made, yeah. I made like a, a tunic that I swam in. So I don't know what I looked like, but um, <laughs> Who it does? did the job. Yeah, it did yeah, the job. Yeah, I'm sure it looked great. Um, uh, I think the Kardashians will be after that. Um, <laughs> and um, uh, did you, so with your training then, like you've outlined mm. that you kept the swimming in in the training in the in the pool mm. but how did the running training go did you train for it or was this just like you're just generally fit enough anyway to run to crack out 40 miles like that or did yeah. you have to ramp it up a bit so the winter round was really on the back of of other challenges I'd done in the year um, as an additional win if you like because my major challenge that year was to get the Joss Naylor challenge done oh the Joss Naylor 50 yeah, yes. just another 50. So all Fantastic. my preparation and long distance prep was for that, mm -hmm. which I've successfully got done in May. And then I went on to do, um, thank you, uh, one of my sort of bucket lists, which was Durafell race. So, and then the club championships and so on. So actually it, it was, um, 
it was in a, it was on the back of all of that so yes. so the short answer is yes I felt like I had the right training in my legs yes yeah but it would have been easy after the Joss Naylor 50 and then and the Jorah fell race I mean that's a lot shorter yeah. but it, the ascent on that yeah. Woo. yeah I looked at it one year and I was like oh hang on a minute yeah. <laughs> I, need to, I need to train a bit more for that yeah it is <laughs> it is quite epic it's brilliant but um so yeah, so I, I just felt I had it in my legs. And I know it's a ridiculous notion to have, but it was only 40 miles or 39 miles. I know that's a long way for some people. But compared to a Bob Graham or yeah. a Frogman, for example, I felt in my head it was this quite achievable. Yeah, quite yeah. an achievable challenge, especially if you've yeah. got like no particular time frame that you're not under stress yeah. to do it in like, say, under yeah. 15 hours or something ridiculous like that. Mm. And so um, I'm quite interested as well to know about uh, with your training. Do you do any sort of strength work as well to back up the running or does the mm. swimming cover that for you? An important message from Blue Ridge Hospice. There may be several hospices now claiming to serve the area, but Blue Ridge Hospice is the only local hospice that has been serving here for 40-plus years, operates the only hospice inpatient care center, conducts the only community-wide grief and bereavement programs, offers a nationally recognized music therapy program in conjunction with Shenandoah University, outscores every other Virginia hospice in Medicare's quality scores, and so much more. Blue Ridge Hospice, the first, the best. Find out more at blueridgehospice.com. I think swimming is really good for your core so that definitely helps and I do yoga so I do a lot of core through my yoga yeah. um, which I just do at home using you know an app and I do think that is really important and I think I'm an advocate of conditioning hmm. definitely I think it helps you feel stronger in your running so that's but that's it I don't do anything else on top of that yeah um mm. well that definitely begs the question how do you fit it all in because obviously you're a GP it must be a busy job mm -hmm. you've got three children a, a social yeah. life presumably as well a husband <laughs> like how do you fit it in all around the job and the family and your yeah. the rest of your life um well I've got a really brilliant husband who basically does all my home admin and life um and uh so if he wasn't here, there's no way I would fit it in. And then I think it is about just finding those little moments um, and making it happen. I think we can have blocks, can't we, that we say, oh, there's no time for that or I couldn't do it. But actually, if you just stretch yourself for a short period, whilst it is manic and it is stressful, you can actually get it in. And I always feel, oh, goodness, you know, am I really selfish? I should be out with the kids or going to cinemas with them or something. But you're role modeling. And I think that's really important that you role model. Mm -hmm. If you're a happy mum and you're doing and getting things done and achieving, your children pick up on that and they're happier because you're happier. And whilst they might not turn into runners or swimmers or they do whatever they want in life, I think just role modeling um, determination and achievement and um, saying you're going to do something and doing it is is really important so that motivates me to fit it all in I guess yeah oh that's yeah. a really great way of looking at it and that makes me feel a lot better for abandoning my child yeah. <laughs> so much <laughs> yeah um, and so uh, just like to get the record on on a frog graham or a, a winter or summer mm -hmm. do you think it's more important to be a fast runner or a fast swimmer or a fast getting changer yeah all three <laughs> all three um my i mean if you if you talk about fastest times and we go back to my summer um frog graham really that is quite easily um achievable to get the time that i did and to do much better because A, I'm not the fastest runner. Um, I mean, I do really well in my vet category, um, but I'm not. And then secondly, I'm not the fastest swimmer. I am strong, but mm -hmm. there are, you know, if I was in a triathlon, I'd definitely be in the mid-pack group rather than at the front. And then um, the other reason is nailing the navigation and being absolutely sure about all the lines. And I'm really good because it's my territory and I know the lines, but even on my winter and my summer there were some mistakes I made that I could have saved time on and then the transition so getting you have to be efficient you have to be quick and not too much faffing yeah. so um we did lots of faffing about on my frogman <laughs> that was for sure so we wasted an awful lot of time which is probably why it took 39 hours but um being able to quickly transition and just get on with it I do think that is important as well 
yeah yeah all three so all three yeah, yeah that's interesting to know and four if you include yeah. the navigation yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, I didn't think of that that's definitely because yeah. um uh, when I did my well I'm not in the Bob Graham club I did it took me 26 and a half hours to do oh. my Bob Graham yeah. so yeah well um, done though. possibly we'll go back and try again but it was 10 years ago now and I'm kind of thinking oh yeah. I don't know if I've got it in me but you never know um but anyway um yeah I, I had people doing the navigation for me so I, I didn't even mm. think about the fact that you would have like less people running around like um you know because it's uh it, yeah you probably didn't have everybody like, guiding you along on the frog because you, you just had like 10 days notice <laughs> so yeah so I didn't apart from my last um my last leg I didn't have my first one and my last one I didn't have anybody running with me I did it all on my own yeah um but I did have someone on my last leg because I knew I'd be going into the dark so it's getting back to the night uh to the winter frog yeah because you've also got the dark to contend with as well yeah. and I wasn't I'm not afraid of running in the dark but I knew that I would like to have company on that last leg yeah. to motivate me through that last leg because I knew I would be worrying all the time about getting into Derwent water in the freezing cold dark yeah and yeah, to have somebody with me to keep me talking, keep my spirits up was going to be important. Yeah, yeah definitely. And that, that's interesting that you've just said that because the next very next question is mm -hmm. that I think, did you set off on that winter frog on the Friday at 6 p.m.? Yeah, it was actually right? five a.m. Yeah. It's wrong on oh, the. Oh um, right, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because yeah. I was going to say, why did why was it the first bit in the dark? And I thought it was to do with where you'd end up in certain in the light. But so, okay. The next question after that is, mm. what is it like swimming in the dark? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I only swam in the dark on Don't Water because by yeah. the time I reached Bass, it was dawn. So yeah. it's just Don't Water. Um, well, yes, I would say Don't Water was. Um, my biggest fear because of the dark and um, I did experience the worst experience on Don't Water on the whole round and that was partly because I couldn't control my fear so actually I didn't get into any trouble it was absolutely fine it was a mill pond it was flat and I had two kayak supports with lights and everything but I had on two a double layer neoprene earplugs um, and goggles when I set off I couldn't hear so I couldn't hear anything yeah I couldn't see when my head was in the water it was completely pitch black yeah. and I was tired by this stage so I'd been running and swimming for around 13 14 hours um so swimming across don't water and then the other thing is every time I lifted my head up my goggles kept leaking with water, which was a real pain. So I also was blind from that as well as the dark. Yeah. So <laughs> the whole thing was quite um, an epic. And you were actually going towards a very small torchlight that my supporters had left on the island. Yeah. And the light just never seemed to be getting any closer. Like, yeah. it's like, oh, my goodness, it's not, <laughs> you know, you come up and check and it was still miles away and it never seemed to be getting closer. And I couldn't hear my supporters shouting, go left, go left, because I tended to keep um, pulling stronger with my right arm. Yeah. So the the whole experience. So by the time I got to the first, uh, the second island, I was starting to hyperventilate, and there was an element of panic in me. Mm. And I did manage the whole swim, the three islands and across, with really without any incident. But I think my kayak support was starting to be concerned because. Mm. I was hyperventilating and shouting very loudly, where is the, you know, yeah. where are we there? <laughs> yeah. where, where's everyone? <laughs> I'm yeah. like, what, what? Because <laughs> I couldn't hear. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think they were very re relieved when I got to the other side. Yeah. And they did say that I was starting to talk gibberish as well. Ooh, yeah. And I don't remember talking gibberish. Um, I remember my balaclava kept going into my, into my mouth and stopping the way I was talking but it could well be that I was 
very cold and starting to be a little bit gibberish by that stage. Yeah. And then yeah. do you you just have to run from Derwent Water to the Moot Hall then? Moot is that Hall, right? yeah. Oh, thank goodness. So you're kind of yeah. like, if that had maybe been the first experience, you might have canned it. But yeah. you know, it's like, I'm yeah. so close. I've got to do this. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up, fear. <laughs> I know. So I thought I would, I was so keen to get out and finish it. I, I thought I was going to well up and burst into tears just with the relief of making it across safely. But yeah. actually I didn't. It was interesting. I did feel like I was going to. I just got on with the job in hand of yeah. um, stripping off and so on. And um, on the run towards Derwent Water before I got in, I did ask my friend Julie Carter, who was running with me, I said, I'm, I expressed my fear and said, I'm really worried about the swim. And she talked it out with me. She broke it down into stages, just like you do with any challenge. Let's mm. just take one island at a time. And then when I got changed on the shore before I got in, I had this really, my thickest wetsuit, which is this Patagonia Worth uh, surf wetsuit to put on. And it's really hard to get on. Mm. And one of the things that helps is um, hair conditioner watered down. Yeah. And Julie's friend, Ed Gamble, was there. And he was helping me put the wetsuit on. He was spraying this white uh, con uh, hair conditioner all over me. And honestly, it was like a scene out of some kind of dominatrix set. <laughs> Sex. Oh no, <laughs> they're like, going to ban this video know. from YouTube now that we've used the yeah. word dominatrix sex on it. Oh my goodness. And he was behind me trying to pull these things up my legs, and there was this white, squirty, semen looking oh, stuff everywhere. So you know. hilarious. So actually, it, it did break it. Like, we were all laughing yeah. like, so much. It, broke the tension. By the time I was ready to get in the water, I'd forgotten my fear, and on I went. But I still, I still panicked. So what was it like swimming in the dark? Well, it was an experience and I wouldn't want to swim um, uh, that far again in the dark, I don't think. I will swim in the dark again but it, I, and try and overcome my fears, but it was the worst swim yeah. of, the, of the round. And yeah. do you wear a head torch on your head whilst you swim or does someone else shine the torch from the canoe? somebody else but there's no real um the the head torch doesn't go under the water the, the light doesn't go under the water so yeah. when your head's down in the water you're in the black yeah. and it's only when you come up and yeah. you sight what we call sight and you look around you that you know where the kayak is and you look for the light ahead yeah. so you're like oh. yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah gosh it's hard enough in the daytime doing sighting isn't it like you know when yes. you're trying to get yeah. to a boy and I've often find that I'm just like uh, I'm going that way and the boy's over there <laughs> it's yeah. hard enough yeah. in the day it's incredible I, I think that makes the round like you deserve even more congratulations for the round just from the fact that this was it wasn't easy you were really brave in facing your fear and you were you had the fear and you just carried on anyway it's just mm. it's, it must make you feel really proud of yourself yeah I do feel really proud but I wouldn't have done it without my friends who helped yeah. me through it um yeah as a yes. team effort yeah team yeah. effort it was yeah. a team effort Aww. yeah awesome um and and also i'm thinking about the swimming and like being in the water and and how do you eat um so the swims mm. aren't that long are they that you need to no. eat during the swim like not it's not mm. like a crossing the channel type of swim um but what did you eat and when did you eat it um yeah so uh, mostly after the swims um apart from the last one you don't need to you're not very far from the end and normal food so I'm not a gel girl or anything like that so my favorite is those little rice pudding tins because they're like a breakfast and a, and I like porridge I like those little easy porridges so if you had a support crew when you came out of the water they would have a I would have instructed them to have a little porridge hot and ready for me yeah so um, hot food was really important after, yeah. straight after the swim absolutely yeah. mm -hmm. and hot um drinks tea I'm a tea girl as well oh, not yeah. into coffee so and then just in your backpack when you're on the runs, the usual like muesli bars or a sandwich if you're fed up a sweet. Mm -hmm. um, always I go for things that are soft. I can't after I've been running for too long. I don't like dry things in my mouth. So yeah. it would be soft things like Philadelphia cheese and um, honey or things, sandwiches like that, you know. Yeah, 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 you start to get a bit of a dry mouth, don't you? And you need yes. like dead slippery yeah. things. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. that Nikki Spinks has eaten baked beans from a tin at one point yes. as well because they just slide down. <laughs> yeah. yeah, when I did the Welsh, um, the equivalent of the frog graham in Wales, 
it was a tin of spaghetti hoops that turned me round actually ah, yeah yeah nice alphabetti <laughs> spaghetti or just the plain circles plain circles plain circles <laughs> Lovely. Takes yeah. me right back to primary school. <laughs> um, and um, I have a question here of were there any low points and how did you get through them? But I think we've covered that mm. in the crossing mm. of Down Water. Mm -hmm. um, so I want to ask you what the main high point was of doing the winter frog, Graham. Like, were there any yeah. beautiful sunrises or sunsets or, or just yeah. beautiful views and, or great chats with people? Yeah. I mean, actually, if I could go back to the low point, because there was another low point oh, yeah. um, when I came down off Whiteside down to Crummet Water, I was expecting my husband to be my um, crossing support there. And when I arrived, it was um, Paul and Jess who who were going to be supporting me on Derwent Water. And I was so shocked. It's like, what's happened? And they said, do you not know what's happened? Your son's um, had to go to hospital. And I thought, oh, no. oh my goodness. I was so, like, it was a total curveball. I yeah. had no idea because I hadn't been checking my phone. I was no. just running and getting on with the job in hand. And um, he sustained a second degree burn oh, to no. his, yeah, to his skin. So I was immediately like, oh, my God, should I go? Should I stop? And yeah. Jess said, no. Um, they don't want you to stop. They want you to carry on. It's absolutely fine. Yeah. Um, so I did. I carried on, but I didn't really think about it on the swim. I just got onto the run bit, and then I started thinking about, oh, I'm a bad mom. I shouldn't be doing this. And I phoned Jonty, and he was cheerful as chips. He, you know, he was absolutely fine. He'd had his um, burn dressed. It was all in place. And he said, oh, mom, I'll come to the end, no problem. Just, you know, and I knew that if I'd actually talking to him, I knew that if I hadn't done it, he'd have been more upset. Oh, really? Because he would have blamed yeah. himself and you yes. not finishing. Oh, that's really yeah. sweet. You must have a yeah. really good relationship with him. Yeah, so yeah. that was a, a low point as well, which I got through by a Jesse's support and my family's support. And he's totally recovered from that. He's forgotten all about it. So yeah. I'm glad I did carry on. Yeah, yeah. And then points um i would say that um coming down off high um style down to buttermere i had a really good descent and there was a beautiful sort of sunset coming in with the pink sort of skies and i could see julie and ed gamble down and, and mandy down on the shore and they were cheering and when I sort of had you know I was flying I felt really good and wow. I was having a really good descent because it's not easy that descent um so that was a that was a high definitely yeah sort of, and also getting out getting across Bassenfwaite the first lake because that was that was your nem that was my nemesis I thought if this is too cold if I can't do it then I pack it in now I don't even carry on and I got out of Bassenfway and I felt absolutely fine. And I had this internal like high of going, I can do it. I got through the first leg. I know I can do the rest of them. So that was the other high point as well. Yeah. And you're like, right, it's a go, everybody. It's a go. It's a go. Yeah. yeah. Oh, fantastic. It just, it sounds incredible. Like you overcame so many things and there were setbacks and, you know, you were, you adapted mm. to them on the way round and, um, it's just incredible this achievement, um, and I'm just wondering: was which one was which one was more enjoyable? Would you say the Frog Graham, the winter or the summer ones, or or the Frogman, or or the Bob Graham itself? Can you pick one, or, or are they all brilliant for different reasons? Oh my goodness, that's a hard question. Um, they were all brilliant for different reasons and have created different memory banks of of special occasions. Um, I suppose my the the frog Graham is very difficult to beat in terms of that sort of almost religious experience that you get when you've done it and you've finally done under twenty four hours and and got it you know done that I think is hard to beat. Yeah. 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 So the Bob Graham. Yeah. Is the is the favourite? No, oh, you're mm. most proud of that one then. Yeah. Well, I said that's a different question. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I suppose the proudest, the proudest one, I'm proudest of the winter one because I overcame all my fears and, and got it done. And from a seed, you know, it grew into a reality and it all came together. 
and I managed to I do really feel it was like mind over matter and I'm really proud of of that side of it yeah yeah well these are all really big things um and now I'm just thinking if people have been inspired by your chat um how can they start swim running I know that there's mm. a tadpole round um yeah so could you just ex would that be a good one for people to start with if they're you know like normally trail running fell running and can yeah. do some open water swimming I'm not suggesting non-swimmers <laughs> do these yeah. kind of things but how can people start combining both of these hobbies yeah so that sort of thing would be great wouldn't it like the tadpole round which is the mini frog graham um and um that, that's on the website for the Frog Grahams who just swim Crummock and Buttermere and children have done that one as well so that's um, really achievable and it gives you that flavour of what it feels like to get out of the water and start swimming, uh, start running after you've swum and then swim again and get gets you the flavour of what you need to wear, what's going to suit you or not, whether you change or not because some, some people do these things and they do them so fast they don't even bother changing, you know, they run in special special wetsuit um so so that and then there's there's another little one called the um frog uh pocket frog which starts from the pocket in um keswick and you run from the pocket round don't water and then you swim across the same route as the frog gray and across the islands and then back to the pocket oh. um so there's that, that but good. you could just um do any any run and mm. take a little pack and include swim mm. as long as you feel comfortable and safe yeah to close a loop do you see what i mean so there's all kinds of things you could do make up your own adventures yeah yeah, I, yeah. i've often wanted there's a um, rutland waters just behind me this is where i live um and mm. you see there's a peninsula just just there i've often thought you could yeah. run around the peninsula and then like run across and i live there so, yeah, yeah. so um, i could yeah. run there swim across to the peninsula oh. and then run and like run around back but i don't think you're allowed because it's a reservoir oh yeah <laughs> i could get tricky, special permission maybe but yeah, yeah there's various rivers that we all swim in around here so i could mm. do something on the dean maybe um mm. but yeah that sounds great um i might do the tadpole round one day or the mm -hmm. and the pocket frog um, oh, what I would say is don't do the frogman as your first no. ever swim run. <laughs> I don't think I, I don't think I could. <laughs> yeah, no, no one do the frogman as the first. <laughs> it might be the last. <laughs> um, so we're gonna we're gonna ask you um, a couple a couple more questions. Are you okay for time? By the way, it's it's yeah, forty nine yeah, minutes. Fine. Sorry, I'm, I said forty five, but okay. this has just been yeah. so interesting. Um, <laughs> we've got some quick fire questions for you to end with before we. Just yeah. ask you a little bit about um what you might be doing next um so the quick fire questions right post run beer or wine beer beer i saw mm -hmm. you i saw a picture of you with a beer let, let me just is it okay if i pop it up on the screen yeah now? sure yeah um there's a picture of you at the end with a huge pint of beer after yes. the frog graham round with yeah. a lovely big bobble hat on um yeah and a petzl now is that a petzl now Looks like a That's petzl. That's a petzl now, yeah. Yeah, uh, to a head torch for anyone who doesn't We've know. We've got what I'm four about. of those. I really <laughs> rate them. Yeah, yeah they're really good. <laughs> Very <aren't> expensive, they? <laughs> though. <laughs> yes. Yeah, don't drop those in the lake. Um, uh, cake or pie? This is also post run. Cake. Cake. Yeah. Um, you you answered this already, but real food or gels? Real food. Easy. Always. Yeah. <laughs> Running uphill or downhill? uphill oh mm. and are you running or are you power hiking um i think both i would say yeah definitely both power hiking on long challenges and running in races running in races yeah, yeah. um and also while running music or no music no music a proper fell mm. runner <laughs> mm. um camping or glamping camping um, well both I quite like both but camping I think yeah, yeah. um swimming or running could you even choose between them ah oh, running running and what is your favorite season for swim running it's got to be spring it's for running as well it's that May time mm -hmm. um everything's perfect you can get some perfect weather you've got just enough light to get long challenges done there's no bracken um obscuring your roots and your trods 
Um, the light is often amazing, sunsets and sunrises, and you can get days without wind. So, and the temperature of the water is just coming up, so it's still a bit on the chilly side. Yeah, but yeah. you warm up when you're running. Oh, that does mm. sound. You're making it sound so ideal. I want to go out right now and <laughs> dip in <Yeah>. some water. <laughs> and so those are all the quick wire questions. So mm -hmm. it just um, leaves me to ask you. Um, I was asking you earlier about. Um, the fact we were talking earlier about the fact that the Bob Graham, the just the running event um, in winter, there's only about four women to have done it. So I just wondered if that would interest you in the future. Well, I wouldn't say no to it, um, but I, although I have done two Frog Grahams now, I do like to move on to different challenges. Um, not that interested in repeating something for the sake of doing it anti-clockwise or, or or whatever and the winter I do go running in winter all the time so just running the Bob Graham in winter wouldn't feel like there's enough that I need to cut, get over in terms of my fear factors or challenges if you like um, so not that interested but I wouldn't rule it out yeah so you need a winter frogman how about that the Bob Graham and frogman. the swim yeah um, <laughs> So, again, I would never say no to that, but it's definitely not on my radar to do. It, the Frogman was epic and exhausting. Um, really pleased to have got it done, but it probably was too long. To I think I learned that I like things to be less than 24 hours. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah, kind of yeah. 12 hours-ish. <laughs> yes, yeah. and, cause, and also because <laughs> the impact on the rest of your life and your family and other things, it, it's getting into a different realm, I would say. Yeah, 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 yeah. See what you mean there. Um, so with that in mind, is there anything that you are doing next that you can tell us about, like any any running races that you've got signed up for yeah. this coming year? Um, well, uh, I, I've got lots of sort of ideas for this year. Um, so um, my friend and I are probably going to do the hall that's just running um oh, sorry got, it broke yeah. up just to, oh, just when it? you yeah. were saying my friend and i are going to do the and then the great great cumbria traverse oh, which is cumbria. from broughton mills to um the moot hall and we recently did a relay of that as a club yeah and also um breaking news is that we're going to be setting up for the frog graham we're going to be setting up the um what's going to be called the leap frog which oh. is like where you do a relay oh. so you have yeah so somebody does a leg each so you run so and that might be a really good way of getting started as that well is right. i love all the yes. names as well the frog really yeah. lends itself to all these yeah. names and leap is so appropriate for a relay yeah. i think that's fantastic yeah. okay sign me up yeah because it's just great because you get to be with your friends and have the experience together and you don't have to do the whole lot yeah. you can just do it but do it as a, a relay is it yeah. going to be an event yeah or... it's going to be on the website as if you do this and complete it let us know and then you get okay. on a completers list oh, okay so it's not an event yeah. where like everyone does it at the same time or anything like no, that. no it'll okay. be similar to the frog graham yeah. so that's the new development for the frog oh, graham club good. is to have the leap frog where you do it as a relay so our club northern fells running club we're going to do that this year so that's quite exciting oh, cool so will yeah that just will that be a fair few of you doing it then so there'll be like two two or three teams at the same time doing the um well we might we might set up a challenge of a female versus a male oh, team yes, that'd be good yeah yeah but I, the idea is two people on each leg so two swimmers together two running the first leg and swimming and then you hand over to the next oh. pair and so on oh that yeah. sounds really fun I should invent something yeah. like that for my running club round here that'd be really yeah. cool <laughs> um and I guess we'd really like to see someone else do the frogman that would be great if if somebody hears this and passes it on because there's only three of us done it mm -hmm. and um that's definitely it's fastest time on that is 30 hours Paul Wilson so there's a, there's somebody one day will get that down to less than 24 hours I bet you but oh, it is yeah. just the completion <laughs> we yeah. should tell Jasmine Paris and Beth Pascal <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if they're into swimming then they, they might give it a go yeah yeah that would be great if somebody did it <laughs> yeah 
That's awesome. Oh, well, it sounds like a really exciting, uh, fantastic year. Um, I just wanted to read some of the live comments to you. Um, Sharon says, there's no way I could swim in the dark. Natalie is an absolute machine. <laughs> um, Jeanette says, well done for carrying on. And well done to your son too. He sounds like a great lad. Um, and... Um, Oh, Tadeusz wants to know, um, is the leapfrog event, um, is it broken up into slots that people will sign up for? Or um, I think it's just going to be your running club though, isn't it? Yeah, so it will be on the Frog Graham website, um, usually probably in the next three months. And it is, um, you would have to get your own team together to do it. Yes. And each, um, get a pair for each leg. And you just then you do it, go and do it as a team and then submit it to the Frog Graham to say you've done the leapfrog. Yeah. Hope that answers your question, Tadesh. Yeah, that's yeah. fantastic. Ah, oh, thank you very much. Um, well, I've asked all I've asked all my questions. Is there anything that I've missed that you want to tell us about um, the winter frog um, or, or anything at all that you, you think that we haven't covered today that would be important to mention to anybody um, wanting to look into swim running or the frog, uh, frog um, Graham itself? Um, well, just to say again that uh, I was really grateful to my group of loyal friends and willing people who came out to help um, achieve that. So um, there's always a team effort behind, behind epic things like that. So thank you. And then secondly, just to say to anybody, if you do ever do any winter swimming in open water to put your safety first, um, and um, know what your limits are, make sure you have a rescue plan. Um, so that because you know the worst outcome is that you get cramp and you can't rescue yourself and you you can't get to safety so just to be aware and then biosecurity with the weed in the lake district um but just go and have fun oh and be careful about reservoirs so yeah. <laughs> you're not allowed <laughs> to different swim laws. And, yeah. yeah yeah oh well thank you so much natalie um we've bent your ear for nearly an hour now so it's absolutely lovely of you to give up so much of your time today to talk to us um congratulations again on such an incredible well so many incredible achievements um and we can't wait to to hear what you're doing next if you ever you. take on anything more Thank you, Claire. Thanks for your time as well. Brilliant. Right. Well, bye, everybody. Thanks for watching live. And you can watch it later again. I'm about to go make the podcast. Bye, everyone. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.